0: Hit it.
1: Islam, hotel, shalom, assalamu I want to welcome everyone to another airing of Conscious Vibes Radio Of course, I am your host, Ramayal Ilbay uh, Today's subject is going to be truthfully Did your vote or does your vote count? Before we... Um, get into today's subject matter. Uh, we want to make a couple of announcements, one being uh, a reminder for the study classes that we have um, in the uh, Sacramento territory. Uh, the We do want to say that the Sacramento territory uh, will pick back up their study class um, sometime in December or more likely at the latest, the uh, first weekend or, or something like that of January. Uh, those are held at 3411 Attua. Um Brother Hakeem is uh, dealing with an a, a illness, and so we want to send him positive vibrations in the Sacramento Territory, uh, a speedy recovery. So that is the reason um, for the postponement um the postponement of the uh, classes there. And we also have the study class that, of course, goes on every Thursday in the Oakland, Sacramento territory. Uh, You can actually subscribe to Moab Bay on YouTube, Moab, M-O-A-B, Bay on YouTube to follow that class live. And that's going to be every Thursday at 7 p.m. specific Canada time, um, two-hour class. We're finishing up um, the year's curriculum. Uh, Right now we're dealing with treaty law um, and its application. After that, we'll go into um, how to declare your uh, nationality working on your declaration of proclamations. We'll also go into how to prepare your trust, and that will close out um, the year we just finished, uh, dealing with the Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People and its application and how to enforce it. Um, At the turn of the year, the curriculum will start completely over, and we will um, do our um, annual study of the uh, of the Quran, and that will be for a full six months, and that will begin the first Thursday of January, when we begin um, from the uh, beginning, the first chapter of the Quran. Uh, we also want to um, oblige everyone to support. More unity clothing clothing line has been doing exceptionally well. We do appreciate everyone who has taken the time to purchase um, to contribute to um, um, and trade the finance with uh, with us and more unity clothing. It is a brand that is specifically geared towards taking um, our customary and uh, ceremonial artifacts and pictures and glyphs and things of that nature and you and putting them on um, the clothing that we wear modernly. and uh, we have high-end embroidery polos uh, we have uh, some thermos that are coming out within the next month or so hopefully when the shipment comes in um, we have um, a couple of ladies dresses that we're Also, working on right now that should be coming in within the next month. Um, You know, and then after that, we're going to be doing some, you know, jogging suits um, and, and, um, you know, hoodies and things like that for the winter. Um, So support it. You know, we we need your support so that we can can continue what we're doing. Uh, We need you to trade, you know, your finance for the quality product that we're offering. So if you don't have it, uh, please. At this point, go to square, like circle square, up, squareup.com, forward slash store, forward slash more, dash, unity, dash, clothing. So squareup.com, forward slash store, forward slash more, dash, unity, dash, clothing. And uh, so, you know, contribute and uh, support the More Unity movement. You also have the brand Maureen, which is um, uh, like a a brother-sister line of ours that is started by um, um, Pineal Thompson uh, L. And uh, you can find that at squareup.com forward slash store. Forward slash Maureen M O O R E E N clothing, and that is also you know uh, Morris clothing Morris designs. Um, so support it. You know we we uh, need your contribution so that we as Morris can actually have uh, clothing that resembles um, our culture. You know today modernly, and the more that you support the more that we're able to. Um, come out with new things. So we do appreciate those who have taken the time to support, and they have been tremendous. Uh, we look forward to uh, trading with you uh, in the future. Um, I think that's all the announcements. I um, can't think of any more at this point. Um, but as everyone knows, uh, we haven't actually had a um, – Show yeah before I do get into it you know we haven't had a show in the last i think it's two or three weeks there's been a lot going on um we had the transition of um our brother uh, jamal rahael and um that hit the territory uh, pretty suddenly and um you know it hit the territory uh, pretty hard um i want i want to thank everyone you know it it's 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 been pretty. Fantastic and awesome to see um, all the different Moors from around the country come together and um, contribute. And, you know, there were Moors all around the country who um, contributed finance to uh, help take care of his children because he did have two babies and um, helped take care of his Moabitess because of the uh, sudden impact um, of his murder, okay? So this wasn't um, by policy enforcement agents. This was a murder um, that happened here. And, um, you know, so it, it hit everyone hard. And we, you know, we want to, to thank you for your support. What was the most amazing thing is, is the amount of people um, that have been and, and are touched by um, uh, Brother Jamal. You know, I've uh, gotten a chance to talk to different people all around the country, and you know, so many people are, are talking about how you know if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been studying. Speaking of how they would, you know, spend the uh, spend time on the phone just going over the Quran or going over new things that he had found. Um, and the um, it's been a pretty tremendous story because you know even with myself being the grand Sikh, you know with having so many people in the territory um, you don't always know the impact that everyone's having um, you don't always know and to see the impact that he was having um, is pretty incredible it, it's really it's really incredible and it's really inspiring. Um, some of the stories that I've heard, um, the resilience of his, Moab, his Moabitis to Corey, um is pretty inspiring. The beauty of his children and how they're dealing with it is really inspiring. And, of course, we keep in mind um, what the uh, Quran, of the most Holy Temple of Science says, um, that death is a friend of man, it is not a foe. And, um, you know, we find comfort in that because we understand that we, we didn't lose, we gained. I also want to make sure that I acknowledge and I greatly acknowledge um, the Moors in the in the Khalifa territory. I want to acknowledge um, all the Moors, all the uh, the Moabites who took part in the uh, ceremony that we did. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you know you can go to um, my Facebook page, and uh, it's it's posted there. Um, but it was tremendous. You know, everyone came together, and everyone put their heart and their soul, you know, into making sure that he transitioned, um, and that his spirit uh, was able to transition. Um, and be welcomed into the abode of the ancestors, and it was a beauty to be a part of and a beauty to watch. So I, I want to extend my my gratitude, um, you know, to everyone. You know, uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate all the uh, the Moors out here. It is truly an honor to be in your presence, and um, truly an honor for me to learn the different lessons that I learned from each one of you, although you may not know that you're teaching me uh, lessons, you are. Because I take something from each and every individual around me, um, and I appreciate that because all of you bring your own measure. And, um, you know, you help me, and I appreciate that. And uh, I'm sure Brother Jamaj appreciates the love that um you're showing and, and that will show to him and appreciates most of all that everyone is standing um standing with his Moabitis and his two cherubs to make sure that they're good and we will continue to stand with them and um you know do as we've um started out doing. So right now currently in our cycle we see that the election or selection Um, of the uh, corporate seat has just taken place um, literally uh, one week ago um, in the eye of the uh, public. Now, I formulated and and decided to do this show, um, you know, from a conversation that me and Brother Sadiq had, um, because so many people have uh, had opinions. And you see that you know you have a lot of the Moors who um, even have all you know different opinions about what's going on, um, whether or not a person's an individual ballot actually counts, you know there's a lot of differentiating opinions about it and We're supposed to be more Scientists The word science Means to know So it should not be Guesswork There should be no guesswork And there should be no opinion About whether we vote It should not be an opinion Issue It should be these are the facts And this is we stand With truth And the truth is the truth it needs no defense. So when we're seeing most of those who are still classifying themselves, of course, as Negro, Black, colored, Afro, African American, um, of course, are under the the opinion that um, our ancestors fought, you know, for the right to vote, and that a lot of times they take it strongly where they hear other Moors or other people speaking about not voting. And so it becomes a hot topic issue full of emotion. And a lot of times, because of the emotion, people cannot see clarity based on their polarized position in the argument. And so in a act to bring clarity, to this issue um, decided to do this show, as most people know the land you know the landscape of what happened is that uh, um, Hillary Rodden Clinton um, for what's presented that the uh, the popular vote and uh, Donald Trump is presented that the won the electorate electorate. And so because the electorate numbers is what determines the actual winner, then, of course, um, it is uh, portrayed that Donald Trump, based on winning the electorate, is now going to be inaugurated as the new uh, president of the United States. Around the country right now, you're seeing a reaction to that. Um, you're seeing in the, um, whether it's the New York, uh, the Atlanta, um, you have the Oakland Territory, you have uh, Los Angeles, um, and different other parts around the the globe, around the country, and even around the world, you're seeing major protests going on. And what's interesting about these protests um in the Oakland territory is that the Oakland the, the protests are predominantly um people of Albion descent protesting, primarily from the uh, gay community, as it would be called, I guess, today. And they are um being shown on tv we don't know i haven't taken the time to look into it uh to see whether or not it's actually them agents whatever because the whole um protest i get you know get the feeling is more than likely set up by um different agents and agencies within the u.s corporation (laughs) pardon me so you're seeing that in the oakland territory there actually was about 6,000 so-called protesters. You see, in Oregon, um, I think they had, I want to say about 40 people arrested, allegedly. Um, And so you you see this disruption going on all around um, the country. I didn't check over this weekend. Because I was busy So I'll have to check the numbers To see if um, What some of the news stories about the weekend You know came to But it's all over the fact that The people Are in disagreement With who was supposedly Elected as the next president Based on The rhetoric um, That came From Trump During the debates And um, you know some videotapes That also emerged um, You know Things of that nature So that's, that's the current climate You know people are Upset You know that basically Hillary Clinton who is The supposed Democratic Nominee did not Get the nod and The shock is supposed to be based on the fact that people cannot believe that in 2016 that a guy like Donald Trump could and would be elected. And the supposed narrative is that how could in 2016 there be someone elected that is so racist? This is the narrative that's being played out. So this is the, you know, if you turn on CNN, C-SPAN, uh, HLN, Fox, doesn't matter. Look in the newspaper, Newsweek, you know, New York Times, L.A. LA Times, whatever. Um, that's what you're going to see. San Francisco Chronicle, everyone's playing out the same narrative. But fundamentally, what the issue is, is that at the root of it all, for the those considered black, negro, and colored, the root is lack of knowledge of the actual um, political system. And so, without understanding of the, you know, of the actual political system, not the perceived political system, then it's difficult for anyone to actually be able to navigate through actually what's happening. So we want to bring some clarity as to the political system. Now, excuse me, pardon me. Most people understand the um the foundation um of the of the constitution, seventeen eighty seven, seventeen eighty nine, um as the supposed law of the land. But most people don't understand how it binds things within the governmental structure. So, what we want to do, let
2: me see here, bring it up. All right, let me bring up
1: the Constitution here. Let's see. Okay. Now... Let's go back and then we'll we'll come forward Let's read out of the I'm going to read out of the Constitution um, To see exactly what it says What it says um, About how a president is elected And then we're going to, of course, expand On the information as we go In Article 2, uh, Section 1 Part three says the electors, when it comes to, let me see, make sure I'm in the, okay. Says the electors shall meet in their representative states and vote by ballot for two persons, of whom at least shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. And they shall make a list of all persons voted for. And of the number of votes for each, which list they shall sign and certify and transmit seal to the seat of government of the United States, directed to the president of the Senate, the president of the Senate shall in the presence of the Senate and house of representatives, open all the certificates and the votes shall be counted. The person having the greatest number of votes shall be the president. If the number of, Uh, Be a majority of the whole number Of electors appointed And if there be more than one Who have such majority And have an equal number of votes Then the House representatives shall immediately Choose by ballot One of them for president And if no person have a majority Then the five highest on the list The said House shall In like manner choose the president But in choosing the president The vote shall be taken by states The representation from each state having one vote, a quorum for this purpose shall consist of a member or members from two-thirds of the states, and a majority of the states shall be necessary to a choice. In every case, after the choice of the president, the person having the greatest number of votes for electors shall be the vice president. But if, the, if there shall remain two or more who have equal votes, the Senate shall choose, them by ballot, the vice president. Now. That later is amended, and we'll read that. But let's deal with the history. Pardon me. Understand at this point in history, where this is written, that there are no political parties. There are no political parties at this time. And that the true founders, the number being 35 mores, 20 Albion Sons Were actually against Political Parties Now you have to also know The background as to what's Taking place um, in Europe At this time Okay The reason Why you have um, The foundation of this uh, Government at the time Being the way it was is to offset, one, the wars that have been going on between the Moors and the Albions, the Redmonds, the Romans. So with the foundational, foundational principles that are set up here, you have a lot of things that are contrary, or put in place that are contrary to the political system that is, Arising Or has arisen In Europe So Hamilton, Madison All of them In the beginning Were against political parties Now Eventually They actually become the founders Of political parties Because as the Country started to develop Certain opinions you started to have a separation into political parties. Okay, one being the Federalist Party, the other one being the Democratic-Republican Party, which eventually becomes the White Widowmore Party, which eventually becomes the Republican Party. Now, when the electorate, the Electoral College was set up, As you'll see in that article, it tells you that the electors are set
2: up, and they are the ones who
1: select, select the president and the vice president, understanding that in the beginning, the system was that whoever got the uh, dominant amount of elector of electoral ballots was the president. Whoever was second actually was the vice president. So at this point in history, there are no running mates as we see today. So if candidate A wins, and candidate B gets the second amount of of, of ballots cast by the electors. Candidate B becomes a vice president of candidate A. So you didn't choose your vice president. Okay? You did not choose your vice president. Now the reason that you had and this time as things as things form, okay, things start to change. As the you had the three fifths issue As it will eventually go to be called Dealing with the southern states For voting and representation purposes In order to There are two reasons that you have the Electoral college set up One being foundational Everyone who classifies uh, Themselves as negro Black and colored Should understand is that One of the dominant reasons that you had the Electoral College set up had to do with um, the superior number of Asiatics being in the South. And so in order to not allow that power to culminate in uh, Asiatics being able to forcefully choose um, I have a huge part In choosing who was the country You have the electoral college Set up Now The other issue That needs to be kept in mind For the formation of the electoral college Is the fact that No country No thriving um, Country truly okay truly and honesty is going to allow the the ignorant public
2: <clears throat> to choose
1: the head of a nation and because of that you have the electoral college Center, up who are supposed to be a canvas of your more your, your more astute and informed Citizenry who would have the political savvy and the education to be able to pick and select who would then chair the nation. Also, understand that um, there were term limits. Term limits didn't actually come, the four year term limit, as is known today, did not exist early. Um, but that's a uh, subject for another show. Now, the the white weird, the Whig Party. You can actually, if you do research, you can actually trace the Whig Party um, <laughs> to Europe. Now, most in most cases, they're going to um, tell you that your your two party system. They're going to tell you. Um, that it started in, in ancient Rome, which is not really, not true either, but you can trace. It'll be a good study for you to at least do your research on that. So the formation of the electoral college takes place. Eventually you have these parties, um, That start to rise. Again, you have the Federalist Party. (laughs) Now, the Federalist Party is a party that uh, believed in, or what they're going, how they're going to term it, okay? Um, Believed in a a stronger central government, and then you. Democratic Republican Party Who Was a party That was formed on um, On the free market The thriving free market Basically just leave everything alone And leave the Majority of laws Should be left up to the state Now The White Wittemore Party is also the party that, That coins and terms And begins to call The red man the white man So the red man Becomes the white man Do your research on Horace Greeley (laughs) Originally On this continent The Albion was called the red man For obvious purposes Horace Greeley Who is one of the Founders Of the white Wigamore party Which becomes the Republican party Is the one Who um, Starts Who initiates the calling um, Of Albion's white Understanding That the wording of the wig Goes back To the nobility of the Moors So you have to understand the play Of the co-opting of your nobility uh, that's taking place with these different parties and and the way that they were when you go into Parliament today they're still wearing wigs now they're going to tell you a lot of uh, different reasons, but the reason is they're emulating the hair the hair texture of the Moors or attempting to um, and wearing it as a sign of the heritage of of the uh of the country when it was actually run by um the the Moors
2: So in Europe during this time
1: you have the red coats and the red coats or a um, a family of bankers who are attempting to take over all of uh, all of Europe
2: through their banking system? Start
1: out as holders of finance for the king. And then eventually go into one of um, his Meyer Rothschild, starts to then lend finance um, to the king, and this starts the ball rolling and gives them the end to certain nobilities to start setting up the banking system. Now, as the banking system is starting to establish these banks all over Europe, you have the founders here who are attempting to to stop it. This becomes the reason why in the Constitution, the coining of money is, is relegated only to one faction. Now, and, and that was placed in the authority to coin money is placed in Congress. The founders, as they will be called again, we're not speaking of the Europeans as a term. We're talking about the thirty-five Moors and twenty Albion sons. <clears throat> Understood that if a country or an entity or any outside bank controlled the finance of the country they also would control um, the country itself and so it was understood that it was completely extremely important to never allow any outside entity to control the coining of the monetary system of the country itself So
2: constitutionally The only entity
1: That has the right
2: To to deal
1: with The finances of the country Is Congress Period That's it So you're going to see In article one Section 8, it will tell you the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excess, to pay debts, provide for the common defense and general welfare, put duties, imposts, and excesses to be in uniform, to borrow money on the credit of the United States, to regulate commerce with foreign nations among several states and with the Indian tribes, to establish a uniform rule of, of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies throughout the United States, to coin money. Regulate the value thereof and of foreign coin, and fix the standard weight and measures. To provide for punishment of counterfeiting the securities or current coin of the United States. To establish post offices and post roads. So it's actually invested in Congress. The coining of the of the national. Currency only invested in Congress. So as things progress in the late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, the country, because it does not have the ability to pay its debt, because at this point there actually is no central no central currency. It doesn't exist at the time. So different territories, as <laughs> the union is, is attempting to become cohesive and come together, are using different forms of of, uh, of of finance to pay debts and things like that. Everything is coming together. It was, you know, this is not a time where all of a sudden everything just swooped in just because you had a constitution. You had um, different things that had to be settled in different territories. So a lot's going on. But the country can't pay its debt. Now, the original um, United States corporation is actually incorporated in France in 1754. Now, when Lincoln Starts, runs for president Lincoln actually Cannot run for president Of the republic Now mind you right now A bankruptcy is emerging Because the country Just ha- it has a new Constitution but it cannot Pay its debts Now you have The The Redcoats Attempting to overthrow the Republic by wanting to come in and place or place their banks in the country. <clears throat> so as a counter move, because Abraham Lincoln cannot run for president of the Republic, the Republican Party runs Lincoln as the President of the corporation founded in seventeen fifty four by Benjamin Franklin in France this is this is the counter moves that's going on because he can't run for the Republic, so he gets in and when he gets in in order to stop. The bank from coming in he issues what would be called the greenback Now, the greenback becomes now the new federal, but it bankrupts the corporation now this corporation is of course the l l c limited liability corporation. That is doing business um, and running running the chairs of government of the, of the republic. So it goes bankrupt. He bankrupts it. So you had a coup d'état that takes place in 1861.
2: The coup d'etat will be looked at as a, a Congress adjoining scene a day. Well Congress adjoining scene Day,
1: they abandon their chairs of authority. And all this is an attempt to overthrow the Republic. That's why it's called the coup d'etat. So there's different, different counter moves that are being taken place. You have Abraham Lincoln, who's run as the um, president of the corporation, because he can't run as the republic, as a counter move. But there, these are counter moves that are being made to the, um, the, the Redcoats um, attempting to come in and, and, and do a centralized banking system. He bankrupts the republic with the greenback, um, the coup Tie, 1861, the uh, Congress adjoined scene today, they would generally tell you that it was the southern states that adjoined scene today, but actually it was the southern states and quite a few of the northern states that adjourned scene today. Now, I will say that if anyone has any questions or comments, um, you can push one at any time um, to make sure that that you get clarity on the issue because we want to remove. Um the opinion we want to start removing opinions uh, you know on this subject matter, so uh you, you know you need to make sure you have clarity as to what was going on in these different counter moves that was being, that was taking place okay so you have a, the the coup d'etat eighteen sixty one Congress adjourns the south and a lot of the northern seats adjourned now at that point, the republic is now defunct. Abraham Lincoln, although he doesn't, he no longer has the authority to um, initiate the first executive order. Executive order number one. <laughs> executive order number one uh, places the country under war powers. This is where he calls for the militias to come in. Uh, To reestablish order Now understanding also That under the constitution The federal government Is not supposed to have a military Under the constitution The Republican form of government The federal government Is not supposed to have A standing army There's supposed to be no Army, navy, marines that is a are a part of this country. It only calls for the support of any armed troops for about a two year period in, in wartime and then permission would have to be given by Congress for the financing of an army. To continue after that That's important to understand So
2: When a coup d'etat happens
1: 1861 Is being Bankrupted And overthrown and again, all this is purposeful, and all this is going back to the establishment of the central bank. This is what you're seeing is a play for who's going to have um, who's going to have the authority now this becomes important to understand. So I'm going to give you a statement as, as to what what was understood at this point. You have a statement um, by Nathaniel Rothschild. Nathaniel Rothschild says, I care not what puppet is placed upon the throne of England to rule the empire, the empire on which the sun never sets, the empire. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British Empire. I control the British money supply.
2: Okay.
1: So this is the the redcoats telling you their angle. So you have this play that's going on now. You have to go back to also 1791, when the the, the redcoats or the Rothschilds through Hamilton, um, are allowed to set up the first um, um, U.S. bank, given a 20-year charter. So Hamilton in 1791 allows the Redcoats to establish a bank with a 20-year charter. Okay. And this is why the counter move later comes
2: um, with
1: running Lincoln as, a poor, as the um, president of the corporation bankrupting the corporation. This is the all Steves control back. So with this coup, eighteen sixty-one coup d'état. Now the nation is bankrupt. So now you you fall down to eighteen seventy-one. Ten years later, and of course we know we have um, <laughs> the um, civil war. Uh, that takes place in the meantime here, and the the the, the uh, Civil War, of course, has to do with forcing um, the South to abide by the the new regulations um, of the North. This all has to do with the overthrowing and overturning of the nation. Had nothing to do, it had everything to do with capitalism, had nothing to do uh, with the freedom of our uh, forefathers and foremothers. This is to realign um, the system of kin, its debt servitude, under what now will be called um, capitalism and the start of a a sort of free market system. But there's still the issue of the bankruptcy. So then you have the Act of 1871. The Act of 1871. Now, with that Act of 1871... You then have the establishment, the full establishment, the now central banking system, the republic is no more. Now you have the commercial corporation that comes in, the Redcoats, buy the debt.
2: Then begun To um, Reconstruct the country
1: This is where you get The establishment of D.C. The District of Columbia And its territorial jurisdiction 10 square miles You need to do the research on D.C. and understand what's 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 taking place um, you know what's going on with with um with d c
2: and its charter now also
1: You have 1868 And of course you know We are um, Jumping back and forth Filling in all these different blanks You have the, the establishment Of the 14th 15th amendment Now this becomes The Apothecation This becomes The revenuing And this becomes the start Of the establishment of the SESICU view This is, becomes the start of, of the SESICU view And you need to go back To 1666 To the SESICU view act This is when All people Energy And all people's estates or declared lost at sea And abandoned This is literally These are the acts of war That are taking place In the country Unbeknownst to the people So you have the Hypothecation Of of everyone Now to hypothecate is a form of interrupting. It's a form of interceding in in someone else's matters. It's like co-signing. Um, someone being the co-signer, but someone else being the benefit the benefactor. And so you have all this. Taking place, the Fourteenth, Fifteenth Amendment, where the imposition of of income tax and all these things are starting to to come on the rise. 1871, you have the act, you know, the um, the setup of DC. Now. With the setup of D.C. and the overthrow of the republic, you have a suspension of the Constitution for the United States of America. <clears throat> if you go back and you do the research, you will find that the spelling of the document is completely different it's lowercase, Constitution 4, and then Constitution 4, United States of America is capitalized. Capital A, lowercase m, and all across. Now, 1871 starts the trademarking of the different nomines. And terms that will be used to designate the corporation. You have the trademarking of U.S. U.S.A. You also have the different spellings of United States, which are going to different. Uh, differentiate between the different shells that are now taking place. So during reconstruction, you have the reshuffling of the bankruptcy that's going on. So there's a reshuffling process of the finance. Now, you're also dealing with a rewriting of the history. Now, the the country is still declared at war at this point. And this is one of the ways or the biggest way that the suspension of the Constitution is able to take place. So because the country is declared at war, the Constitution can be suspended. And you can trace it being suspended as far back as to 1913, which we'll get into here shortly. And actually prior to that. So the reconstruction is when you find out you'll hear about them rushing into Congress and putting the Moors out of Congress by gunpoint. So up until then, It was mostly Moors that ran Congress. You will find that in Birth of a Nation, in the movie Birth of a Nation, where they'll show you or they'll keep calling people mulattoes. The term mulatto was designated or a code word for Moors. In Birth of a Nation, they're going to show you amalgamated um, or people who appear to be amalgamated uh, as 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 mulattoes. They're also going to show you the um, Confederate Army march march down uh, with the Southern Army, of course, march out in fences. So you have to understand the codes, you know, that are being shown. Um, because most of the history Of course That they, they're feeding people Is completely false Most of it And because the south um, Was Run by Moors And even your slavery institution And of course When we say Moors we're dealing with all people who are Negro, black, color consider themselves that at this time. Again, you have to um, understand and acquiesce to the fact that most of the things that you've been taught about the history is completely false. Because they're going to show you most of this in the movies while still lying to you in your history books. So Birth of a Nation, they're going to show you that the uh, the Confederate Army The South marches out in the fence. The, the reason that they have the feds Is, just to, is to show you that these were actually um, uh, Moors You're also going to find that In Congress they have The mulatto um, You know once again
2: So as you push through As you push through the history
1: You have the country, even after 1871 reconstruction, still cannot pay their debt. And the greenback system is still being uh, used at that time, along with um, a few other monetary instruments that are allowed. So in 1908, Congress passes the aldrich Verlin Act. And the Aldrich-Vierlin Act is an act that comes prior to the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. Now, when the Aldrich Berlin Act takes place, what they're attempting to do is allow banks to uh, institute their own currency, and it would have to be backed by the holdings of the bank. And then they would have to pay uh, an interest to the federal government. Well, your banks actually never institute their own currency. And this is going to be because of different pressures that were coming from different areas, and a part of it had to do with uh, the taxation um, that was going to be on their currency. Because now, again, they're trying to shuffle through another bankruptcy. So with this, um, you're going to have Prophet Noah Juwali
2: come and start to
1: reestablish Moorish empire or reclaim the Moor's estate because someone has to speak for the Moors. And so Prophet Noah Raleigh begins to do his work.
3: Now,
1: in 1913, you're going to see the establishment of the old Canaanite temple in Newark, New Jersey. And this is the prophet beginning to take the steps to reclaim the estate. Because remember, for those who know the history, Again, we just went over the fact that it was the Moors who ran Congress. There's more power invested in Congress than it is within the president, and that was on purpose, because the Moors were the ones who had the power. Congress is actually the one who actually has the power. With the reshuffling and the amendments of the Constitution that took place after the Moors were pushed out is where you had more power being shuffled into the presidency. And in order to keep it that way, the con- the country has to constantly stay at war in order to minimize the powers of Congress, which is was the seats of the Moors setting. So you have to keep this in mind in order to understand the counter move that Prophet Noble Drew Ali did with the setup of the Old Canaanite Temple. He sets up the Old Canaanite Temple. Then there's a meeting that takes place in Jekyll Island. And the bankers now need to get and reestablish control. And so then they want to remove Taft. And so they start to back Woodrow Wilson. So when they start to back Woodrow Wilson, actually, they begin to take both sides. <clears throat> Excuse me, pardon. They start to play both sides of the political game, understanding that if they control both sides, then they control the whole thing. Same thing that you see today George Soros black, backing Black Lives Matter, backing most of your NAACP moves, backing um, your gay transgender uh, movement that you see. Backing your government, backing what's going on over in the wars over in Europe, um, you see the exact same thing. The establishment of the NAACP by uh, Albion's using um, a Moore's figurehead. So this this is what they do. Also in 1913, they play both sides of the bird. Now there's just two different wings Republican and Democrat They financially Back both of them But the counter move Is to get Woodrow Wilson in And it's all to take Again control Of the estate To keep control of the estate So you have different counters That's coming up Remember that the debt Is put on the national there's only one set of nationals here Which is the Americans The Americans are copper-colored natives Found here by Europeans 1828 Webster's Dictionary This is why it's called the nationals' debt And with that nationals' debt The debt is put on the, primarily put on the backs of the Moors Prophet Noble G, Drew Ali removes that Claims the estate Once he claims the estate Moves it out From under their control Counter move is made Jekyll Island Woodrow Wilson bank, Bankruptcy again Put, in, put into um, the presidency Then you have the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 Removing Starting to remove the gold Allowing the establishment Of the Federal Reserve Bank With the establishment of that federal Reserve Bank now you now they turned over control, and now this they established a hundred year charter for this bankruptcy. so now it's another bankruptcy they establish another hundred year charter. This is why in 2013, for those who were paying attention, in 2013, there was a reshuffling that was going on that was put in the public eye where um, I think it was Boehner and a couple of other um, representatives and congressmen um, were threatening, and the public to expose the Federal Reserve They were Lightweight threatening to expose it And the way they were threatening To expose it is by saying That they would not Sign another charter With the Federal Reserve Unless the Federal Reserve Was willing to show um, its, its tax ledgers. But this all had to do with the reshuffling that was going on because, again, in 2013, the U.S. was coming out of that 100-year bankruptcy, the 100-year charter for the Federal Reserve, and so it was able to remove itself from the control. But the Federal Reserve was putting pressure on on the U.S. dot, that commercial entity, to sign back up so that it could keep its control. And so you have this whole thing playing out of the public, but it all goes back to the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 that took place. Now, with that Federal Reserve Act, now you have the establishment and uh, the turning over of the monetary system to the Redcoats. And when the Redcoats <clears throat> took over the monetary system, they also deal with the other redcoats said, as that fully were enthroned as the one, the ones who run the country. Then you hit the the Great Depression. The banks are falling again. Now for many, nineteen thirteen marks the death blow, the full death blow of the Republic. Of the Republic and the in and the government's action as a whole. It marks the death blow. But it doesn't Mark the fall, just the death blow that causes the final fall fall the fall many people will say happens is happening slower, but the death blow goes back to nineteen thirteen when the great Depression hits you have all this now you never you have another Reshuffling has taking place of the of the debt you have the Redcoats usher the country into World War one of course that's nineteen fourteen, but they're playing both sides now you have the country fully enthralled in a war and a full suspension of the Constitution. Because under under imminent enemy threat, again the Constitution can be suspended. And when the Constitution is suspended, then you have the removal of the rights of the people. When you have the removal of the rights of the people, then any and everything that the government entities so-called do are considered lawful because the country is deemed to be under threat. Now, in 17, you're going to have the TWIA, or what's called the Trading with the Enemy Act. Now, the Trading with the Enemy Act is going to be a set of laws and standards that are enacted um, dealing with um, some of the Rock Robert's rules of, of war um, and things of that nature. What must be noted. Is that eventually the um, nationals, for the first time in history, for the first time in history, the nationals are declared enemies of the nation. And this is all, again, this is simply going back to the hypothecation. This is going back to the Federal Reserve Act, 1913. This is going back to the Act of 1871. This is going back to the actual coup d'etat of 1861. It's all related. It's all related. So, with the Treasury of the Enemy Act, eventually it's amended the people are declared enemies of the state. So, once the people are declared enemies of the state, then any transaction that the nationals do, and when I say nationals, I'm speaking of the Moors primarily, actually does encompass everyone because everyone eventually <clears throat> excuse me based on the fourteenth and fifteenth Amendment, everyone eventually is incorporated and considered lost at sea.
2: under the CESTQ view.
1: So the the people are branded as enemies of the state, enemies of the government. That allows the full suspension of all rights of the people. This allows the highwaymen, or what you call the cops, to do Your random stops that you'll call your traffic stops. This allows the monitoring of commerce. This allows the people for uh, their estates to be taken forcibly. All this is is what's taking place. This is the Trading of the Enemy Act. I advise everyone. Sit down and do a study of it.
3: One second here. Okay.
2: Now
1: Eventually, as all this is still taking place, okay, you're still dealing with the same reshuffle. The bankruptcy is now still
2: um, still being dealt with
1: um, and still being attempted to be managed. Throughout this time, with the Federal Reserve Act that took place in 1913, the Trade of the Envy Act, uh, 1917, and then eventually amended, you have the people are told that they no longer can own gold. They no longer can own gold and silver. They are now required to take the uh, gold and silver to their banking institutions and turn it in, where they will be given silver certificates. They're told that it is punishable by $10,000 um, and some time in, in jail if they do not comply. And they're given a deadline to do it. The date slips me, so I won't attempt to say it. So the people turn over their gold because by law you have to. So in 1913, the new shell. Or the new corporation is established. The reshuffle takes place, but then in 1933, you have what will be turned the 1933 have what will be turned the coming out party for for the official bankruptcy. Now you can hear <clears throat> the text of the coming out party um in the James Trafficking speech. I'm going to read the congressional record from night March 17, 1933. March 17, 1933, the speech of Speaker Representative James Traficant of Ohio. He says, Mr. Speaker, we are here now in Chapter 11. Read that again. March 17, 19, excuse me, 19, another um, congressional record is March 17. Um, 1993 Says Mr. Speaker We are here in chapter 11 Members of Congress Are official Trustees presiding over the greatest Reorganization of Any bankrupt entity In world history The U.S. government We are setting forth Hopefully a blueprint for, For our future there are some who say it is a quarter's report that will lead to our demise. It is an established fact that the United States federal government has been dissolved by the Emergency Banking Act, March 9, 1933, 48 Statute 1, Public Law 89 through 719, declared by President Roosevelt. Being bankrupt and insolvent, House Joint Resolution 193, 73rd Congress, Sessions, June 5, 1933, Joint Resolution to suspend the gold standard and abrogate the gold clause, dissolved the sovereign authority of the United States and the official capacities of all United States government officers, officers and departments. And it is further evident that the United States federal government exists today in name only. The receivers of the United States bankruptcy are the international bankers via the United Nations, the World Bank, and the International Monetary Fund. All United States offices, officials, and departments are now operating. Within a de facto status In name only Under emergency war powers With the constitutional republic Republican form of government Now dissolved The receivers of the bankruptcy Have adopted A new form of government For the United States This new form of government Is known as a democracy Being established socialist, communist order under a new governor for America. This act was instituted and established by transferring and replacing the office of the Secretary of Treasury to that of the governor of the International Monetary Fund, Public Law 94-564, page 8, section H.R. 13955 reads in part, the U.S. Secretary of Treasury receives no compensation for representing the United States. Gold and silver were such powerful money during the founding of the United States of America that the founding fathers declared that only gold or silver coins can be money in America. Since gold and silver coins are heavy and inconvenient for a lot of transactions, they were stored in banks, and a claim check was issued as a monetary institute substitute. People traded their coupons as money or currency. Currency is not money, but money substitute. Redeemable currency must promise to pay a dollar equivalent in gold or silver money. Federal Reserve notes, FRNs, Make no such promise And are not money A federal reserve note Is a debt obligation Of the federal United States government Not money The federal United States government And the U.S. Congress Were not and have never been Authorized by the Constitution For the United States of America To issue currency of any kind But only lawful money Gold and silver coin <clears throat> It is essential that we comprehend the distinction, distinction between real money and paper money substitute. One cannot be rich by accumulating money substitutes. One can only be, get deeper into debt. We the people no longer have any money. Most Americans have not been paid any money for a very long time, perhaps not in their entire life now do we do you comprehend why you feel broke now do you understand why you're bankrupt along with the rest of the country?
2: You can read the rest for yourself by simply looking up
1: james trafficcan speech james trafficant t r f T r a f i c a n t James Trafficant. To further... Let me bring... Let me see if I can bring this up on my computer here. Let's see, let me grab it. To further understand... Or break down what is said In that speech It is understood By all entities Operating As the U.S.A. F. U. F. All capitals United States That The United States Major Has been bankrupted It is an understood fact That the Emergency Banking Act Of 1933 Was The coming out party For the International Monetary Fund
2: And that the government Of the republic Had been dissolved This is an established fact By all those Who know the history Now you have what is called The Clearfield Doctrine
1: And this took place In 1942. In
2: 1942,
1: you had the Clearfield Trust Company who went to war with
2: the United States. And it was because of a $26 check that a Bounced. And the United States attempted
1: to collect as if they were coming after lawful. And because they were dealing with a trust company, this trust company decided to fully pursue the matter. because it was repugnant to them that the U.S. would waste time coming after them for $26 when the fact is there is no lawful money that they had to offer them in the first place.
2: The decision from the Supreme
1: Court says that Clearfield Trust Company versus United States three one eight U. S. three sixty three seventy one from nineteen forty two. It says governments descend to the level of a mere private corporation and take on the characteristics of a mere private citizen where private corporate commercial paper, Federal Reserve notes, and securities checks is concerned. For purposes of suit such corporations and individuals are regarded as entities entirely separate from government. I want to read that one more time for those who may not understand. Clearfield Trust Company versus United States. Governments descend to the level of a mere private corporation and take on the characteristics of a mere private citizen. With private corporate commercial paper, Federal Reserve notes, and securities checks Is concerned For purposes of suit Such corporations And individuals are regarded As intent entities entirely Separate from government This is established for Because Of the fact
2: The fact That Only Congress Can coin money Gold and silver Government can only
1: act within the authority or the seat of trust and its powers that they occupy. So the moment that they speak or deal with any issue that is not granted by their seat of authority, they are operating outside of the limitations of that chair. Which automatically means That they
2: no longer Operate the chair With that being said With any Of these tribunals Any Of the so-called Government entities
1: Deals with FRNs, The Federal Reserve Note the debt note, the dollar as it's called, the $5 as it's called, any time they deal with that, they themselves are not government because the contract that they are operating on and swore allegiance to says that the only entity That can coin
2: money Is Congress Money Being gold and silver Only Only These De facto Agencies Have been dealing with FRNs Since 1933 And this is why Trafficking Spoke To the bankruptcy This is why the Clearfield Case Becomes Central to understanding What actually has taken place To further See if I can bring this up here. No, it's
3: not it. Hold on. Let's see. One second.
2: Pardon me, bringing this
1: um... It's not it, so it's essential to understand even Let's see uh, there it is to understand what's going on to keep it in central focus, why the letter from Pope Francis.
2: To Obama, July 4th of
1: 2014, becomes even more important. Again, this is all still about casting your vote. Did your vote count? What are you voting for? (laughs) What government are you voting for? What government? Now let's see what the Pope said In 2014 This letter Is entered Motu propria Propria Which means in person Or written by him personally To Obama It says Issued to all members of the domestic Police forces U.S. Marshal Services The Provost Marshal members of the American Board Association, and the American Armed Services. These organic American states of the Union, known as the United States of America, major, speaking about the Republic, exercise plenary civil power upon the land, hereby appoint General Carter F. Ham to lead and command the Grand Army of the Republic, GAR, and its successors under guidance of Joint Chiefs of Staff with their full support. Should it become necessary to suppress commercial mercenary forces operating under the guise of being federal government agencies, the guise of it, including but not limited to the Department of Homeland Security, the Federal Emergency Management Administration, FEMA, the Internet Internal Revenue Service, the Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco and Firearms, General Ham shall assume immediate command and control of all armed forces and services owed to the United States of America, major, stationed in North America, and shall join them under his command as the Grand Army of the Republic. All forces of air, land, and sea are to be employed. <clears> At <throat> any cost or loss suffered as a result of the deployment of the Grand Army of the Republic, should be charged as stipulated prior. All efforts should be made by the Grand Army of the Republic to spare life and property while undertaking any action whatsoever within the, within the states of the Union. Without exception, now you, you should, if you have a chance, read this for yourself because you'll notice the how it's written, the use of capitalization, and the, and and the lack of denoting different shell corporations that have been placed and incorporated, whether it's in Delaware, Puerto Rico, um, uh, France, and 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 down the line. And I'll go. I'll go back to that shortly. We're going to skip over.
3: Let's see.
1: We're going to skip down to. Go down to no orders, executive or otherwise, issued by Barack Obama Pretending authority of the land of the American states While operating as president of the United States, all caps, corporation Nor as president of the United States of America, minor Or owed any performance by Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Hamm, or any ordinary All plainly stated grants of contractual authority evident in the Constitution for the United States Of America remain in place Subject to good faith performance Of the accompanying obligation and treaties Mr. Obama Is the president of a governmental Service corporation Under contract to provide stipulated Services to the organic states And is on their payroll He otherwise acts as a foreign Dignitary representing The United States of America Minor in neither of these Capacities is he allowed any granted authority to impose upon American state citizens, endanger American state property, or command mercenary forces on their American state soil. However, billed as federal civilian service agencies, we require the Joint Chiefs of Staff and General Ham to commence measures to disarm federal civil, civilian agency personnel and to seize control of the vast stockpiles of arms which have been improperly amassed by the Department of Homeland Security, FEMA, and other agencies employed by the United States. The the only federal agency allowed free egress on the land of the American state is the U.S. Marshal Service. Let me skip down. Any expense or damage occurred by this organic state's or any American state citizen as a result of actions undertaken by any federal agency, personnel acting as foreign mercenaries on American soil will be understood as a result of violent crimes committed against the peaceful inhabitants of the land and will incur immediate judgment liquidating the assets of the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and the Federal Reserve. In payment of the stipulated reparations, such crimes shall be considered contract default, increasing the public debt subject to bounty. Any and all corporate officers of the United States or any successor organization inheriting federal service contracts who support, condone, or promote such crimes against the American states or American state citizens shall be subject to arrest and prosecution for commercial and violent crimes. All foreign officials operating as elected or appointed officials of the United States of America, minor, who support, condone, or promote such crimes against the American state or against the American state citizens, shall be subject to arrest, confiscation of their assets, deportation to Puerto Rico, Guam, or such other states as will be willing to receive them. Such foreign officials include members of the American British Bar Association who were licensed to act as privateers against the interests of the American states and American state citizens from 1845 to 2013 in flagrant breaches trust. All such licenses are now extinguished. Members of the Bar Association are required to cease and desist assault against the American states and American state citizens shall be subject to arrest, confiscation, deportation, otherwise. In so much as corporate officers operating the United States of America, incorporated in the United States have contrived under conditions of fraud and semantic deceit to review, revenue the estates of the American American states, and living American state citizens to foreign jurisdictions of the United States of America minor, they are found guilty of capital crimes, including acts of fraud and treason, committed between 1933 and 1945 and are condemned posthumously, insomuch as elected officials operating the United States of America minor have similarly committed war crimes against the American states and their peaceful inhabitants during the same time period, they stand condemned post. Humorously So I will not read the rest of that But there are certain questions That must be asked Again if you have any uh, points of clarity That need to be You need to ask me to push one now Because we're coming up on the end of the show When we're talking about voting When you're talking about casting a ballot You have to understand Several different things that have taken place in history. What the Pope did is completely dismantle all of these commercial contract agencies who are doing business as DBA, the United States Corporation, that revenue the estates. Of the American citizens And the nationals To Puerto Rico in 19 thir- 1933 And has now went Bankrupt as of May 2nd 2016 Went to the public It was given to you As Puerto Rico Went bankrupt But the latest Share corporation the The latest incorporated United States minor contract company was incorporated there also. And therefore, therefore, when Puerto Rico goes bankrupt, all assets belonging to Puerto Rico, including that shell company, are now in default and bankrupt also. This is why you see the disruption going on all over Europe where you have the different nations removing themselves from the EU. You have the set-up, the counter-moves of the setup up of the Brits and other banking entities. You have the counter move of the African Union to decolonize. And get the European factions out of um of Africa, which is going to be a slow process, and many of them are still selling each other out. but you have these different counter moves, so what you're seeing when you see the election is not only a falsehood of thinking that you're voting because in There was never a time where it was set up (laughs) For the
2: citizens Of the republic
1: To vote for president The citizens of the republic Did not vote for president And this is under the organic Constitution The citizens did not vote for a president With the founding Of the constitution For the United States of America When the republic Was overthrown And you had the institution Of the party system That came prior to that There was still Nothing added That instituted The Voting for a president There is no stipulation Or law That Commands or obligates The electors Who remain nameless To vote Or cast their ballot In December This coming up December I think it's December 6th Based on what the public did At any point The electorate Which is now Selected based on party lines It is now selected Based on party lines At any point They can determine Who they want to be And to give their electorate vote to They can determine that Not only that is the issue, but as we have thoroughly shown, the last time there was a president, (laughs) anything remotely close to a president, a lawful president was 1861. And this is why you will hear many people say, that the last lawful president was Abraham Lincoln. Because since then, you've had the reshuffling and reviewing and hypothecation of the estates of the nationals. And no government exists in its Republican form. So, when we're speaking about your vote doesn't count, it doesn't count based on none of the theories that people bring up. It doesn't count based on the electorate because there's nothing that stipul- stimulates or stipulates, pardon me, there's nothing that stipulates in law that the people pick the president. In fact, the electorate, the president, and the vice president, and even the running mate dog and pony show is just a part of the major dog and pony show because the vice president is also picked at the same time that the electorate is supposed to cast the ballot for the president. Not only that, but it is an established fact that the Redcoats have already said in the past and present that whoever controls the financial system of the country controls the country. And it is an established fact that since eighteen seventy one that the monetary system of this country has been in control of the international bankers, and this is why the direction of the country Goes the way it goes today. It is perpetual war, the suspension of the Constitution, the abrogation of the rights, the confiscation of the estate. These things have been going on for a long time. The nationals and the people considered to be enemies of the state by the Trading Up Trading with the Enemy Act, the reviewing of re, uh, reviewing of the state of the estates into Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico goes bankrupt. United States uh, um, commercial contract company goes uh, bankrupt May 2nd. You have the reshuffling that took place in 2013 where the contract with the Federal Reserve was never re-signed. So the Inquisitionist Revenue Service isn't even under contract anymore to continue. Because the other countries have stepped up and said no more. So I asked many of the different people who voiced their opinion to come on the show today So that we can have that conversation Have this conversation I'm not sure completely Who all joined in But hopefully Those who didn't know Now do know And don't have an excuse To not research the information With that, remember that we have the study classes going on every Thursday in Oakland Territory. You can see it live if you're out of the um, out of the area by subscribing to Moab Bay on YouTube, and it's every Thursday at seven p.m. I appreciate you joining me this evening Hopefully we did some good And brought this matter to a rest For at least those who are listening Or those who will go back and review There's a lot of information presented For anyone to study Take your time to look it over Um, You can always come back and, And ask questions about it On the next show And we can talk about it again Anyway, we out The show will be back on regularly again. Um, So I look forward to talking to you and uh, hearing from you next week.
2: Peace and love.